Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash But for now, let's get to the episode. Part of the Ham and Egg News series, posted January 8, 2023, titled, Grabbing Millions and Naming Bitches, Hammy New Year 2023. Well, Shannon, this is time for our favorite annual tradition, Surrounding Ken Ham, at least. That's our favorite Ken Ham related tradition of the year. (laughs) It's it's so much as you can have a favorite Ken Ham related tradition. (laughs) Hammy New Year 2023, everybody. Hammy New Year. Woo! For those unfamiliar with our tradition, it started back in, I think, 2018 when Ken Ham decided to have some New Year's specials of Answers News where he would wander around the museum and host the show. Was the first year of the year that he was being followed around by a, an iPhone cord that was attached to the That's correct. Microphone. The first year was vertical video <laughs> back before vertical video was cool, yeah. back when we could have disdain for it. Right. Yes. No, that's true. That's right. Now that with the TikTok, he was ahead of his time. Ken Ham, yeah. a man ahead of his time. The second year, I believe, was the fudge year. And then it was his new room that he built that had like the... That's correct. And then for some reason in 2020, well, I guess, I don't know if there was something globally that was affecting... I like to think we chased him away. That's right. (laughs) I like to think we ruined it for him. (laughs) So we had to go to alternate presentations. And this year, right around Christmas time, the Amazon Genesis channel just put up a message saying, we're not doing anything new between Christmas and January 3rd, which is in the future. They haven't done anything new since the... Well, to be fair, yeah, I guess. Since they began to exist. We're going to have to improvise. I found something I think suitable and in the same spirit of future Hammy New Year. So we'll get to that in a minute. But recently on my live channel, I covered the last two broadcasts that Answers News did put forth in 2022. And Shannon, these are both, I thought, of interest to you. So we will use these as appetizers, as you will. Okay. They're short appetizers to wet the palate, as it were. Okay. As CEO and founder of Answers in Genesis, the Creation Museum in the Ark Encounter, I'm excited to share about this oh, year's this, end of year campaign. Is this just the city of asking for money? Arguably, every video they put out is just it's, a video asking for money. It's just the city of asking for money. You know, the Ministry of Answers in Genesis directly impacts over 30 million people every year. 30 million people are impacted by answers. How does he quantify that? Or just a lot of times I might poo-poo this number and say, oh yeah, well that's like YouTube views or Facebook, whatever. But Honestly, he does not get that many views on social media. Yeah, but his homeschool curriculum is like one of the top selling homeschool curriculums. Exactly. That's what makes it Which so is the terrible. scarier part. Like right. I would rather more people watch his YouTube videos and less people buy his freaking homeschool curriculum. Right. That 30 million number is depressing because these are mostly people who will buy into it. And since they've been opened, the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter have welcomed over 10 million guests. Now, last year, as part of our end-of-year fundraising project, we raised funds to produce the world's largest indoor model of first-century Jerusalem. Understanding first-century Jerusalem gives vital historical background in understanding who Jesus is, how the church was established. Oh, this smells of anti-Semitism, like wall-to-wall. 
He just built like a, a large indoor monument to why he thinks the Jews are wrong about drone history. Is that what's I, about to happen here? I think that's what's about to happen here. Yeah. Fuck me. This model will actually be about 2,000 square feet divided into three large sections so people can walk around and see everything clearly. So for scale, a large home is like 1,700, 2,000 square feet. How much do you think that costs? Like, it looks like it's made out of, you know, that type of sand that you can get that the kids use, the kinetic sand? Oh, yeah. It looks like it's made out of that. How the much deck? did this cost? So this, this was this was multiple millions. Stop. Why? Yeah, thank you. I, I will double check the numbers. I believe they raised $7 million for this. $7 million. How does that cost $7 million? Does it? How? So d- the question it is... It couldn't have. They can tell the people we need you know, $8 million to fund this. And I'm not saying Ken Ham is doing this, but hypothetically, $7 million of that could be administrative costs. Yes, just arbitrarily designated to whoever's bank account to give them a good old attaboy for overseeing this claymation structure that they put in a box in an empty <laughs> room with bad lighting. And we'll have a program running using various types of technology to teach about the city and follow the life and teachings of Jesus as the God-man. As our designers have developed this project, we all realized, far more than we expected, how important this is to teach to the coming generations. So huh? now you've got a little bit more of a view of what the room will be here. That we're I'm no more impressed than I was No, prior. we're no more impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, well, now I understand why that cost $8 million. Perhaps you didn't hear. They're going to be using various technologies, Shannon. Various technologies. Okay. The techno- I don't know how anybody that gave him money could look at this and be like, I, yeah, I'm so glad that I donated. That must have been difficult to sculpt out of plasticine and put in those boxes. <laughs> so one of my new hypotheses around Answers in Genesis is yeah. that they have determined that they cannot successfully fundraise without building projects. That okay. people don't open their wallets just to keep the place that currently exists open. Right. The reason people open their wallets is for new building. And that so I think that Ken Ham is expanding and expanding his lot on the Ark Encounter there, not because it's drawing so many people. I think it's literally so that he can do these building projects to raise, and we'll get to this year's one, but like last year, if I'm right on the 7 or $8 million number, clearly we're not seeing 7 or $8 million worth of value on screen right now. No shit. Really? You don't think so? Which is <laughs> well, there's a sneeze so. guard. Don't forget the sneeze guard. That they the got. sneeze guard. Yes. You know what's funny? Before you said that, I was like, you know what this reminds me of? Those little standing things in the middle of grocery stores that have like meat in them. <laughs> They just got like three of those. Yeah. They just molded some clay. Like they couldn't even be bothered to make it the color of sand. <laughs> it's white. What we're going to learn is in all their planning, they built this model and then they forgot a key element. So they need everyone's help to solve a problem they forgot. So their $8 million that they invested into this, they missed a part and now they need to raise more money? Jesus fuck. Okay. Now this leads me to our 2022 end of year matching gift challenge. You know, it's one thing to design and fabricate such a model with all that teaching, but quite another to be able to house it. It's already in a room. It's already in a room. Are they talking Clearly about it's in a there room somewhere. There was people looking at it in the picture. <laughs> Where is it you, now? It's and in a room. Walking, it's just, that room's not good enough? They need a better room? Is that what this, that's not a sufficient room? Many of our talented staff work countless hours to come up with the best way to construct a building for this unique and powerful exhibit to fit in with the ARC attraction. At the same time, as part of the planning to be able to accommodate possible future big attractions like the Tower of Babel. They've been building the Tower of Babel for 15 years now. Yeah, yeah it's never that, happening. I think that Stop is trying the, to make fetch happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. If they believe the story, really, they're going to bring about the end of society if they do build it. 
To do that, we needed to plan for a welcome centre with a new shuttle loading and unloading area where guests would arrive from the parking lot. Now, our designers, in conjunction with construction engineers, architects, came up with an efficient plan to incorporate the building for the Jerusalem model. You know what that looks like? That looks like one of those medieval feast buildings. It looks like you would go... (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. It does. It looks like some place that you would go to eat like an overpriced dinner and watch actors joust with each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, like Excalibur in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah all those. It's like yeah. a medieval times building, only except, <laughs> except for it's going to hold their claymation Jerusalem right. Lego project that cost them $8 million. <laughs> this clearly involved architectures and engineers. They needed to make sure that their paper mache model was going to be in a... <clears throat> Do you have any idea how many newspapers we needed to buy? <laughs> it's hard to find physical newspapers nowadays, guys. So our end-of-year campaign to fund this combined Jerusalem model building and welcome center is $20 million. So, so he needs $20 million from... He must just be making hand over fist money because he doesn't ever have to fund anything he does himself. Correct. Other people just open their wallets and do it. Then he doesn't have to provide any sort of financial breakdown for what he did with the money. Like he, right. he managed to convince people to give him what, like seven, eight million dollars to build right, that for the model. stupid model. Yep. And now and he we, needs 20 million to build a building to move the model into because it's clearly right. already somewhere. They didn't build it in a fucking field. <laughs> if somebody wants to give me 20 million dollars, I will build the best Lego structure they've ever seen in their <laughs> life. I'll even paint it different colors and it'd likely be more historically accurate. And then they can keep it wherever they want. I don't even I don't even need my own building. I don't even need 20 million. Give me $75. <laughs> and I'll do I it. I don't think you've looked at the we'll price of it. Lego recently. <laughs> That's fair. You have to provide me with the Lego. Okay. So how much so I, I have the screen up here now. How much do you think that they raised of that of that 20 million? They've already? Still, yeah, already. God, I hope it's not that much, but I'm I'm my guess is. They've already raised like five million or something stupid like that. So seventeen million they've raised in the few weeks that this has been up. Does that include the matching thing? Yeah, including the matching thing. But that was only for seventeen million. That was only for eight point five. So of the on the back, I don't know who that donor was, whatever. But on the backs, that's right. They've raised at least. They've raised eight point five. Eight point five million. Yeah, and it just only went up a few weeks ago. I think that they have managed to raise seventeen million dollars for a project that probably they probably skipped it out to cost a million. Mm-hmm. And that $16 million will go into the pockets of someone. My math might not be exactly accurate there, but that's what it seems like to me. This guy sucks so hard. I hate that they don't have any oversight. That's what really annoys me. Because I am so angry about integrity, especially when you're operating in the public and you're talking about things like morals and ethics. You should hold yourself to a higher standard of integrity, right? You should be more transparent. Exactly more transparent you should go out of your way to be transparent especially if that's your bread and butter is wandering around talking about how people should and shouldn't be ethical they have the shadiest business practices on earth but they hide behind this shroud of we're doing it for god look at all the good work we're doing we're doing it for god just keep giving us money just millions and millions of dollars keep giving us money and then we'll charge people to come into the buildings that you paid for and we'll make money but that's you doing the lord's work i wish more people could see that and not give them money the average pew-sitting Christian is not actually watching Ken Ham stuff, but what they like to do is feel good that they are reaching the youths and reaching the unma- unwashed masses by giving money. It's easier to give money to Ken mm. than to go and do something on their own. Well, I mean, he but- did basically invent filming and vertical video. Which- <laughs> 
Perfect. That's what the kids are all, the kids are all about that. That's so. what the kids. So I encourage you to make a gift today towards this impactful project that will influence millions of people for the kingdom of Christ. Thank you. That was so cringe. A little thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, so that, that was appetizer number one. Fuck, this is going to be a long day. Is this appetizer number two? This is appetizer number two. <laughs> Well, hi, I'm Ken Ham, CEO of Answers in Genesis, the Creation Museum, and the Ark Encounter. Why does he have money that doesn't exist yet on the screen? King well, Charles isn't on any money yet. Well, you're asking good questions. Hold on. On May 6, 2023, a glamorous event will occur in London, England. The coronation of the king. You know, it's been 70 years since we've seen the coronation for a British monarch. And so the world is going to be watching. People are going to flock to London. And that's why Answers in Genesis USA and Answers in Genesis UK are partnering with our friends at Living Waters for what we call Operation London. Okay, Ray Comfort's involved. This can only get better then. Fantastic. <laughs> Now, this is a unique event where we have the opportunity to be able to reach an enormous number of people with the message of the saving gospel. Are they going to go chick track a bunch of fucking people at the coronation? Is that what they're going to do? And so I'm going to let my friend Ray Comfort give you all the details. I did not sign up to listen to Ray Comfort's speaker face today. <laughs> Snuck this in the back door. I did. That's never cool. But imagine being able to be in London and hand out thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of these special tracks which Living Waters has produced. The money is the tract. Oh, I should have known that because that's such a fucking Christian thing to do. When I was a waitress, every once in a while, I would get a tip that was fake money with like a Bible verse on the back of it. And I was always like, you dick. <laughs> I can't pay my rent with this. You absolute jackass. But thanks. Thanks so much. I should have known. All right. <laughs> Why would they need money for that? What, what Are they asking for money for this? You are, are you he now doesn't anticipating. stand in front of people unless he's asking them for money. He never are, yep. The man is never in front of a crowd unless he's asking for money or saying that gay people are bad. Those are the only two reasons. And he's not saying gay people are bad right now. So he's looking for money, but I don't you, know why. Oh, it Bullshit. gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, frag sakes. Okay. So Ray, why don't you give them all the details? This is the British Royal Coat of Arms, and that crown on the lion's head is symbolic of the dominion of King Charles III, especially as defender of the faith. They're not members of the Church of England, so they're not defenders of the same faith that they would subscribe to. So are they going to go to the coronation as anti-monarchists because it's the wrong church then? Or are they going to just ignore the fact that they don't believe that the Church of England is right and just ubiquitously use faith as a shield to go there and hand it out well, because they would never, ever. Yeah, OK, I'm thinking this through now yep. and they're never, ever clear on what faith is the right faith because they want people of all different Christian denominations to throw money at them. Bing, bing, bing. So they're never going to say one church is or is not right. They need to be as ambiguous as possible so that the most people of the most different denominations can buy into their bullshit and throw money at them. But I, I walked my way there. Took exactly. me a minute. <laughs> but also, but they do. I tried so, to make it make sense. That was my problem. <laughs> so Ken Ham also, you know, that he uses us versus them is his predominant fundraising what? tactic. Bullshit. I've never seen him. <laughs> yes, obviously. Yeah. Uh -huh. So you can imagine that, that they, given that Ken Ham doesn't think that American Christians are Christian enough. Mm -hmm. Oh, the British Christians are probably super not Christian enough. Because why? Like, the, why though? Well, <laughs> do you think that they think that King Charles is worthy of a faith-based leadership? No, probably not, because he's been divorced and he had an affair. And yeah, he's absolutely not. No, like in the, in the good old days, <laughs> which aren't, weren't really good old days. Like so back in the day, like Camilla couldn't have been 
right. queen regent, which she is right now. So they're going to go to the coronation to let everybody know that Charles is a godless heathen and that they're, oh, they're so weird. <laughs> this is so surreal. This is like I know, black you, mirror so land. What made me think, you know, you love you love the the royal royal. I happenings. love his, I, I don't love the royals. Nor do no, I but, love their current drama, but I love the history behind it. I find right. it fascinating. So it, yeah. it is of interest to you, I guess. Yes, I of say. course. So yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That is fair. This is overlapping. I don't think the monarchy should exist, <laughs> <laughs> but I find the history of it interesting. All right. Let's see where they go. Even though King Charles is clearly not born again on May the 6th, he'll publicly make an oath before God to defend the Church of England. That's what defender of the faith means. Oh, is that what defend means? It means defend. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. <laughs> Not even a synonym. Just the same fucking word. Different conjugation. Wow, thank you. Does defender mean defending? Holy shit. My whole life just a huge paradigm shift just happened in my world. <laughs> Holy shit. This will be done in England's most famous church, witnessed by hundreds of millions from around the world. In other words, the world is going to church, where they'll join in a service about Jesus, God, and the Bible. King Charles will lay his right hand on the Bible and swear before God to uphold the scriptures. He'll hold the royal scepter as Solomon held the royal scepter. Solomon have a scepter? That actually was something I was going to ask you about. Like, so Solomon did have a scepter, but I, I do not think that the British monarchy inherited symbolism from Jewish monarchy. No. <laughs> No, 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 not really. Well, I mean, to a certain degree, because a lot of their a lot of their iconography is Christian iconography. Like that's why there's a cross on the head of most crowns, for example. Mm -hmm. It's Christian iconography because they want to be seen as ordained by God because they want people to respect and uphold them. It's not just the head of well, actually, they didn't become the head of a church in England until Henry VIII because he wanted to fuck Anne Boleyn and have a son. And before that, Henry VIII was writing books about how martin luther could go fuck off forever right and that the pope was the best but his ex-wife catherine of aragon was the niece of the holy roman emperor and they weren't going to let him get a divorce because of course they wouldn't so he just went rogue and was like guess what now i'm the head of the church i found these obscure passages and it says that i'm chosen by god i'm the sovereign martin luther's actually not that bad now mm. but anyway <laughs> <laughs> All that is to say, all, a, a lot of that iconography was Christian because in order to be somebody who was leading a state in that time frame, like historically, like through like centuries, you needed to have the backing of the church. But you weren't the head of a church until Henry, who decided that he was going to be the defender of the faith and the head of the Church of England and that he was going to intertwine the two. So whoever is the sovereign is also the head of the church so that he no longer had to answer to the Pope. He didn't have to ask the Pope permission right. for shit. Because he was pissed off because he because he kept having to ask the Pope if he could do shit. He didn't want to do that anymore. So he went, fine, fuck the Pope. I'm Pope now. <laughs> Whoever is king or queen. He would have wanted it to always be king because he's male primogeniture. But yeah, anyway. Right, which is actually, I guess, how we got here, which is how King Charles yeah. is suddenly going to be the head of a church. Yep. And all this will be done in the name of Jesus. And the secular media will be forced to explain the symbolism. Will they? No! <laughs> Do you think while the coronation is on, people are going to be like, what's really important is that we explain the meaning behind every piece of kitschy bullshit 
in this room. I love oh, his stupid. vision that, well, here at, here at the BBC, we hate God, but man, I guess we got to talk about <laughs> King Solomon now because they just handed him a scepter. So let's just pause this whole thing. Oh my gosh. Of course they're not. Exactly. Most of them are going to be yammering about his mom and the drama right. going on in his family because that's what makes them money. People are going to want to hear what Camilla's doing and whether or not Harry and Meghan are there <laughs> and if they're fighting and how they looked at each other and who isn't isn't invited. That's what the secular media is going to be talking about because they suck. And that's what people give a shit about. They give a shit about the drama that's going on in, this, in these people's families. And there's yep. going to be 700 message mentions of Princess Diana for sure. Of course. Almost going to be talking about the scepter ring. <laughs> Abject <laughs> dumbass. For the first time in 50 years, a church will be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never have this opportunity again <laughs> after today no one will even know that everyone will just forget that the insides of churches exist let alone scepters could you imagine oh wow what's he gonna do about this though how is he gonna oh, i can't wait for you to find media? out media <laughs> my we'll, face we'll, hurts <laughs> that's the stupidest thing those who come to London will see this gospel tract as irresistible memorabilia. Wait, 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 wait. Did he just say that they were going to see that as irresistible memorabilia? That is exactly what he just said. <laughs> I don't think he's right. People are going to throw those on the ground. They're going to like, he is just creating a litter situation. Bing, bing, bing. There's more to it, but he is planning to raise millions of dollars to litter, temerity. to litter London, to be a foreigner coming in. The absolute temerity that it think that it takes to think that you know that, and how is he going to reach millions of people? I'm still confused about that. This is dumb. Why? I'm still. Why do they need money for this? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's clever. It's clever, and you haven't quite got there yet. So, okay. It is with all this in mind that we're inviting Christians from around the world to go to London. If you're interested in attending this outreach, go to livingwaters.com forward slash London for more information. Again, the world is not only going to love these, they're going to treasure them. Wait, 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 wait. So they just invited Christians from around the world to go to London. And then they showed a picture of the track thing that looks like a million dollars with King Charles on it with free yep. of charge underneath it. Yep. So they're inviting people to pay their own way yep. to fly themselves to and accommodate themselves in London during yep. the coronation when it's going to be stupid ass expensive to do so. Yep. And then they're going to give them this stack of free paper yep. to walk around and advertise their ministry that is going to be funded by other people giving them the money to print off these pieces of paper. So it said free of charge on screen. It's yeah. free of charge to the people they're handing them out to. You also have to raise your own money for the printing of Stop the it. Wait. The part that's free is that they can hand them out to strangers on the street for free? It's free to the stranger. And this costs Living Waters and Answers in Genesis nothing. Correct. Because the people are funding it themselves. So Correct. what do they need money for? There are definitely going to be Christians who want to go to London, who would love to go to this coronation. For sure. So now they can go to their congregation and say, let's have bake sales and stuff to send Sally and Mary over to the coronation uh -huh. under the auspices that we will be helping save people by handing out these tracks. So the local church will raise money to send some people to London. Son of a bitch. And that money will go to Ray and Ken, who will print the tracks and also take a cut of arranging the money that you give us to, to do That's this fucking stuff. Insidious. It's a massive pyramid scheme so that thousands and thousands of Christians can come to London and create litter. And advertise for them for free. And, uh, while they and profit all, off of it. 
But okay. We have had over three million printed. All we need is thousands of laborers to come to London for a day. Will no, you come? Will not if come. you can't, oh, show you. this video at your church, take up a collection, and sponsor a team. You fucking dickheads. If a secular business employed this strategy, it would be illegal. <laughs> I think so. It literally would be illegal. It would be worker exploitation. And they get an attaboy for being so, like, pious. Don't let this pass you by. Oh, it's going to pass <laughs> me by. It can go right past me, Ray. We're sending our television crew from California so you can be part of an Operation London television special. So not oh, only. Fuck. And now, now his YouTube channel gets traffic that he makes money off of, too. They're crowdfunding a television special to pat themselves on the back of how they littered London. Wow. With slave labor. To fully monetize Fantastic. this whole thing. Yeah. You've wanted to do something great for the kingdom of God, and this is your chance. Oh my God. They're not doing something great for the kingdom of God. They're doing something great for their ministry so that they can make more money. Oh, my mother of pearl. <laughs> so that was I'm going to get uh, way more sweary as time goes on. <laughs> those were our appetizers. So your appetizer was making me watch two videos about how they exploit their audiences for money, for just really tenuous reasons with no transparency that involve mass exploitation on an evidently international scale. And now we're going to, now we're going to start having fun though, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> now. Start being fun. We're, we're going we're to segue that into me. the... <laughs> you knew that this was going to piss me off. <laughs> well. That's why I don't watch the shit, man. Oh my God. There's, like, it's just disheartening. Like, it's not even about... Sorry. Like, it's not even about the message entirely. It's the people that believe them and by virtue of believing them are so susceptible to manipulation by them that they then exploit to make themselves more money with no regard whatsoever for the impact on those people and their lives and their finances. You know what really sucks is you're right. There is no accountability. The closest thing they get to accountability is people like us pointing at it and going, guys, isn't that a bit fucked up? Shouldn't somebody right. do something like and then we get shit on. How yeah. come you're so focused on Christianity? What? Oh, why are you so obsessed? Well. I care about people. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I do. And that seems like that's exploiting people. And maybe some people should give a fuck about that. I don't know. Maybe you don't. I don't maybe that, that, that's you. But right. I do. So at least get out of my way so that I can try to like demonstrate and point a finger towards something people should be paying more attention to. It's annoying. Okay. So as we already mentioned, pre in previous years, this call got kicked off when, you know, Ken Ham was wandering around his attractions, showing stuff off. And like that dead guy on the floor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just... I was, I'm I just was, here to ruin your life. So just before Christmas, on the Ark Encounter channel, Ken posted a video of himself and Tim wandering around the Ark Encounter in very similar vein of previous years. So I thought, you know what? This will be what I think we'll do. We'll eavesdrop. We'll enjoy Ken and Tim wandering around Air but quotes. in order to make it more festive and to be more in line with our traditional things i've <sighs> added uh, some visual interest to the video so we'll see if you can spot what i've done oh god meanwhile but, so <laughs> i didn't know there was a scavenger hunt this just got way more <laughs> well, interesting yeah that might i may have oversold it we'll see anyway. <laughs> oh, okay you're not gonna live up to my expectations That's the fine. video itself is called ken ham reveals hidden secrets at the ark encounter hidden secrets hidden secrets <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ken Hamp, CEO of Anson Genesis, the Creation Museum in the Ark Encounter, and I'm here at the Ark Encounter. Him swaying in and out of the hat. 
with the content manager for our attractions division, Tim Chafee. And Tim and I are going to give you just a... I didn't have time yesterday to put on... You didn't have time to make that move. I didn't have time. You're well, an animation got... channel, Paul. <laughs> Got, now plus the graphic design is my passion. Game. Right. <laughs> at least Tim's compliant. A little sort of guided tour through a few of the exhibits at the Ark Encounter and just give you some insights into some intriguing information, some of which you might <laughs> easily miss. Are they going to be wearing those hats? And <laughs> so we got back from our we got back from our levy party. Did you do this yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> you were so you were drunk when you did this because we were. <laughs> That checks out. And uh, that explains it. And you were like, you know what would be a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> if I put tiny hats on the <laughs> That'll make it more fun for everybody. Oh my God, you need better supervision. Well, here we are under the arc <laughs> as you leave the Kiwai Gardens. But most people wouldn't think to look up and look at the floor. It's a wooden floor. It's the bottom of the ship, right? That's right. But actually, our architects called this the sandwich. Do you know why? Um, I'm going to guess it's because just above this, we have a layer of concrete that was we required do. for building code. That was required for building codes? Wait a minute. <laughs> so there's a layer. <laughs> so their hidden secret about their like super accurate, biblically accurate arc is that they used concrete to build it, just like yep. Noah did. <laughs> That's why he inserted it. was just building code. Building code. We totally didn't want to insert concrete into it, but we had to in order just for like- it to be stable <laughs> enough to house people. That's right. But it totally would have <laughs> would have been fine if we did we've created a 30 minute video to design to make you want to come here and we're starting with the sub basement concrete <laughs> so we have the wood underneath it and then we have the the flooring above it so exactly and it's a sandwich Whoop, but we had to do that for fire code yep. so i'm assuming noel wouldn't have had a big concrete layer at the bottom no shit <laughs> <laughs> what that probably wouldn't help with flotation very much <laughs> oh my god it's really hard to take him seriously with his fancy hat. <laughs> Maybe from now on on my channel, I should just put hats on all the apologists. Yes, tiny hats on everyone. <laughs> Team tiny hat. Yes, please. Everyone gets a hat. To build a tourist attraction like this, you have to obey the fire codes. That's right. So we hid the concrete. Yep, and Noah probably didn't have those same sort of codes that we do. I'm sure he didn't. If he did, he'd never be able to get all the animals on board. That's right. I think he's trying to say a ship made of cement wouldn't float. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not a scientist. I also feel like Ken here's a he's anti-regulations as well. Yeah, well, yes, for yeah. sure. I think that's fair to say. So, Tim, as we walk in the entrance to the arc. I'm not going to be able to focus on anything with the hats. That's why I did the this. The rest of my life. <laughs> They're barely keeping up with them going <laughs> I worked on Star Wars. <laughs> you did. You did. You should put this on your CV for I'll the next time you want to work reel. in film. That's right. This will be on my Because reel. this is fucking next level shit, man. Oh, my God. After you come up the ramp and go past Photo FX, and we're going in on the bottom deck into the arc. Of course, this is not how Noah would have entered. We have the one big door in the side of the right. arc. There's a section here that is a great teaching point. Could you explain that? I love all of the reasons that this is not like Noah's arc. <laughs> <laughs> We should have a running tally of all the reasons that Ken Ham's arc is like one, it's made of cement. <laughs> Two, Two has multiple doors. Has multiple doors. Yeah, a lot of people would say that there's no way you can build a wooden ship this large and, and have it float. Well, there's an engineer from Australia cement, that you know, Tim Levitt. Like I said, I'm not a scientist. Like cement boats are in less a way prone that, to float. 
in a way, you know, the God who created the universe could make a boat full of cement if he wanted to float if he yeah, wanted to. fuck physics, man. <laughs> That's right. God hates physics. They should just embrace I've that. Learned, fuck physics. They should just embrace that side of it. They built this $110 million attraction to show that this is plausible. Why not just say, this is a book where Jesus walks on water, so mm. he could definitely take this non-floatable item and make it float. Like, just lean into it. God could just magic that shit. Now, don't miss this sign here, artistic license. This is real important because the Bible gives us some details about the ark and the people involved, but there's a lot it doesn't say, and so we use artistic license throughout the ark encounter. Tim, explain. That's right. In order to flesh out the narrative, in in order to help people understand that these were real people, we we named the women at the ark, even though the Bible doesn't give us their names. (laughs) <laughs> women are people <laughs> listen shannon i know it's not biblical but we gave them names all right <laughs> i love that that's their example of artistic license we gave these bitches names <laughs> you, you understand that's not biblical right <laughs> bitches didn't have names in the bible <laughs> We're progressive. Oh my God, my face hurts. Oh my God. And so we've got some signage explaining that we used our artistic license or artistic license. Artistic license. Wow. Clever. Let's all take a minute. A lot of dad joke lovers visit the earth. <laughs> that doesn't even elevate to the level of dad joke. That's not even punny. You could actually look for artistic license that's been applied all throughout the three decks. That's right. And some of the exhibits where we featured a little bit more, we actually have signage in there telling people that there's a lot of artistic license in this particular. Is this just a whole vignette of them justifying all of the reasons that the arc isn't actually what they say it is? Now that you've pointed it out, this is a 30-minute apology video as to why what they've done isn't biblically accurate. Right. That's what it seems like. No. Now, as visitors enter the ark, you'll see the cages there immediately, but don't rush past them. These cages aren't just props. I mean, they're there to represent cages with animals in that Noah would have had on board, but actually they're working cages, Tim. Yeah, they're functional. And what we wanted to show is how can eight people care for, you know, just under 7,000 animals. There's probably a little bit of a high estimate of the number of animals. But when you think about it, if you had efficient cages like this, you don't have to feed every single animal every day. You fill this little chute up with, with food and that can last for about a week for some of the smaller animals. And this with water, uh, similar to what you might find with your hamsters or your gerbil. Where are they storing all of this water and this food? Well, that's a good question. The food, they, so they do have answers to food, I think. I'm guessing there's rainwater gathering because it was right. They have, that- they have an elaborate system of water reclamation, not only, not only gathering, but you have to get rid of the, the outgoing water, as it were. Were there no carnivorous animals? So. Like, where do you uh, keep the meat? Like, how did cats stay alive? Cats are carnivores. They're obligate carnivores. So remember in Eric Hoven's movie where there was a dinosaur eating watermelons that he plucked from a tree. Yes, I vividly remember that bullshit. Yes, I do, yeah. So they all agree that the physiology of the animals was entirely to be vegetarian up until Eve sinned. And then when Eve sinned, suddenly then the cats started wanting to eat So cats were obligate carnivores before they went on the ark. This is where the Young Earth Ministries disagree on that's one point. (laughs) This is where they're speculative, hypothetical scenarios that they need to use to prop up their bullshit. So, and again, <laughs> I think they're smarter just to lean into, sure, a God who created the universe could make cats live for a year without mice, right? Like without eating meat. You could, if it has that kind of power, you could so make magic. it magic it. Like, I just think they should lean into the magic it. But that's the, not what they're trying to do, though. They're trying to make it seem as though from a secular perspective, it's reasonable, which is why the little it, tour of here's all the things that <laughs> right. we had to do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that are not biblical. 
are actually totally excusable and it didn't matter anyway because it was just the government making us do it. <laughs> yep. We didn't want to name these bitches. The government made us do it. <laughs> <laughs> so in the Russell Crowe Noah movie, the one smart thing that that movie did, which I had not heard of prior, it probably had been around, Noah's wife in that movie lit a certain type of incense that just kept the animals, basically knocked them out and kept them oh, asleep for a she year. Hibernate. She made them hibernate. Yeah, she, why aren't they, they as smart as movie writers? Right? So it was, yeah. I thought that was brilliant because, yes, if God, God induced hibernation them, would be the better answer. Hibernation for a year is oh, the yeah. best possible answer to this. Fucking A. But, yeah. but no, but Ken's already built his whole thing where we've got can't modern shift gears day now. plumbing. You can't shift gears now. Yeah. No, God, that would have been a better answer. That would have been, I mean, it's still refutable, sure. but it's, it's easier, like on a large scale to defend than all well, of sure, these. Cause that's how, cause the eight people are literally like having to shovel poop and get rid of stuff yeah. out of one single window that the Ark had yeah. <laughs> right? or, and feed the animals and store the water. Yeah. Like just being asleep for a year is the best answer. Uh, cages at home. And then as far as cleaning the cage goes, you don't have to get in there, pull the animal and clean it all the time because the flooring is made of the same sort of bamboo like this. So the waste can drop through there onto this ramp system that goes all the way down to the bottom. And then all you like have to do this is- what? what is he talking about? Like this, like I can't see what he's pointing at. So. If so they're wait, saying the, it says that the waste drops through, but the cages are stacked on top of each other. So it right, drops so through the, on what? The animal's well, head below? Yes, that means you're pooping, on the, you're pooping on the animal below you until oh the poop gosh. gets all the way to the bottom level. Which is filled with bacteria. Like the, all of these animals yeah. would have shit themselves to death of dysentery. Yeah. So the only two muskrats in the whole world were getting crapped on by the only two lemurs in the world. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Which were getting crapped on by the only two hamsters in the world, or are hamsters right. part of mouse kind? I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the cladistics are in this insane sort of bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. So this is not a satisfactory answer to me at all. No. It's, I don't know why it's satisfactory to anybody. They're literally showing that these cages are stacked on top of each other, and yep. he's saying, "Don't worry about the waste because it just falls through the bottom." And there's just in view one, two, three, four, five, six levels of cage. You know the phrase that crap rolls downhill. Yeah. The bottom. And so we've got all of our smaller cages set up this way, um, just to represent how, you know, if you're using a little bit of ingenuity. Wait, wait, wait. You can see the bamboo slats now. Yeah. Like, that's what waste is supposed to fall through? So there's a little ramp on the bottom shelf that the waste just rolls into the aisle? So if you're a human going through to feed, like you wake up in the morning, you're going to go feed the <laughs> 1,000 rats and ferrets. Right. And in an enclosed space with no ventilation. There's one window. On a 500-foot boat, yeah. Yeah, so there, there's yeah. no ventilation in here whatsoever. And you're doing that all every day, multiple times a day. Yep. Inhaling that, walking through that, and they all just were fine, They're right? Fine. Like, none of them got any illnesses related to that kind of exposure. Like, if they wanted this to be correct, why don't they keep animals in the cages? Probably, probably because it would be against animal cruelty. Exactly. Laws. So, so they that couldn't. Was what, that was and what he was hinting at. it would be unsustainable. Yep, in that opening vignette, he's like, yeah, ha, 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 they wouldn't let us put animals in here, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking bet. Yep. No one would want to put an animal through that. They'd die. Yep. They'd die. And the caretakers would die. That's, no one's buying Ark Encounter scented candles because that would not smell good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow thought she had the market corner on the right, worst yeah. candle idea in the history of the world. <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> As you walk past Noah and his family praying and then walk into the main part of deck one, the second row of what are called lodge poles 
right here. Uh, these are actually Engelmann spruce. That's right. And they come from Utah. They were dead standing trees and so harvested under forestry license because they were dead mm -hmm. and we were able to get these. Now these, you can look all the way up there and see how far up they go. But I'm gonna show you how big these are. And I'll put my, see, I can't get all the way around. Okay, Tim, you're much taller than I am. See what you can do. I can see it, you're on camera. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Not so we need to hug it. I do, this is so stupid. Like I can literally see it. You, you can only get to there. Yeah, yeah, well, see, if I get a little closer, but see, I can't get see all the way around. both of us can make okay. it around if we put I think we can. Let's there see, there's we your hand. Yeah. There we go. Ken took the side without having to stand on the stool. The 17 foot tall dude has to go, <laughs> has to go try to stand on a stool where his head's going to clearly hit the ceiling. We had to make a special promo video because a lot of people were coming to the arcade and they weren't hugging the poles. I promise if you let me come, Ken, I will hug that pole. I will hug the <laughs> fuck out of that pole. I, I don't want to be distracted by this pole anymore, though. This is all vamping, it seems, because they need to talk about how this is a storage area that I'm assuming is like where food is stored to feed all of these animals in these little pots. Yep. With these cloth covers. Yeah, so that's ancient Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> ancient cloth Tupperware. So after two to three days, when these pots are empty, because you have to use them to feed everything from a cricket to a dinosaur. Yep. Then what? How do you replenish the shit that's in these pots? They won't show it on today's video, but they suggest that perhaps that there was a whole hydroponic section of the ark. A hydroponic section of the ark. Yes. Okay. It requires a great deal of artificial light to operate. Where <laughs> did the light come from? Well, maybe you set up a system of mirrors to, I don't know, light from, to, from that one window? The, yeah. Were they growing hay? Look, if you're what just going to go ahead and say God made the lions eat cabbage for a year, is that less? Does it matter what kind of plant they're eating? Well, I mean, it does if the excuse is there's one room and that room is a hydroponics room because yeah, different plants, cabbage. they all ate cabbage. Yeah, well, because why not? If, all if of just, them. So this the is where they need to lean into the dinosaurs, cats and dinosaurs and, and koala bears. And <laughs> that only, can only, that only, <laughs> can only survive off of eucalyptus leaves. Right. But the, for this year, they ate cabbage. They ate cabbage. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we're just going to suspend reality and say magic. Every time. I know. Well, this is where I think that they've struck the exact wrong balance, in my view, because they've tried to make it seem like that there are scientific and logistical explanations for it, but they never quite get 100%. So those last 10% always has to be covered by magic. So just why not 100% magic? Uh -huh. Yeah. That doesn't sell tickets, though. Because they're trying to say science supports the magic. Right. And actually, this is the biggest tree, I think, in the whole arc. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest one. Uh, wow. Right here. Ken's really impressed by how big that pole is. He's <laughs> got he's got big pole energy. You got <laughs> <laughs> I know, and he wants other people to hug it too. He's like adamant about it. Hug the pole, Tim. See my big pole. And you mentioned looking up. You know, you can see all the way up. If you just step back into this area, a lot of people will walk right through without ever noticing. But if you just stop and look up, you'll see all the way up to the top of the arc, and, and you'll be pretty amazed. And actually, there's a number of places you can do that. So remember that as you're walking through to look upwards when you see places where you can do that. I feel like if you're a visitor, you don't know where those places are, so you just have to constantly yeah, right. look up. <laughs> look up. When you find places where you can do that, is there a place in the arc you can't look up? Because I feel like looking up is something you can do in every room. Also, you know what, with Tim there, maybe you could make a sign where the places where you can look up. So how, d how did Noah write down the story of what happened then in a language that anybody could understand? How was any of the Bible before the Tower of Babel written in a language anybody could discern that 100 is a great question and yeah you'd have I'm to then assume genius. that for some reason moses 
and and the Israelites in general that somehow God spared them from getting their language deviated from what Adam originally spoke. Yeah, that he God kept that one thread of people who kept the who original Adam Eve language because if you hypothesize anything else. You're right. Then suddenly any stories or any documents that were handed down. I'm fucking from- pumped for the ba- the Tower of Babel tistic license right. sign that it's going to make. <laughs> because you'd have to explain that away too, right? There would need to be yeah. one strain of language, written or verbal, that was retained. Easy answer to that is that the Holy Spirit just told Moses what to write down, right? Okay. Except in this very ark exhibit, they have scrolls that they mm-hmm. hypothesize that Adam and Noah and various people wrote down so that Moses would have reference material. Well, that's a shot in the foot. Yeah. So you, how is he speaking the same language that no longer exists anymore? How does he understand that? Because basically they're circumventing the Tower of Babel. Yeah. As you walk down deck one on the left, you'll see an area here where there are bats. And there's an important reason why we have this particular exhibit because there's a number of different species of bats. We think there's probably only one kind of bat. They're saying we really only needed to house two bats, but we had so much room we could have housed more anyway. So you guys can't say shit to us. That's exactly right. Gotcha. But just for bats. Just for <laughs> just, bats. Just bats specifically. Don't ask us where we put all the brontosaur kinds. What were they eating? Cabbage. Cabbage. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Everybody was eating hydroponic cabbage. Mm-hmm. Got it from that one window. I wish I was better. Because I can't keep a plant alive in a window without <laughs> water it. Every plant in this house is a fake plant because I, a full-grown human person, cannot keep a plant alive <laughs> with access to sunlight nope. <laughs> and plentiful water. So we have represented in here 24 different uh, kinds of bats. And because they're flying creatures and we chose to take seven pairs of each flying creature. Oh, are those like... Those aren't real bats, are they? Do they keep, are they keeping real bats? No, these are taxidermy. Oh, bats. they're dead bats. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Well, I'm at least they're not torturing living bats, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. God, these guys suck. As noted, no governing body on earth is gonna let Ken Ham keep live animals in this. Right, because they would die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm not for animal cruelty, but part of me is like, why don't we just let him keep some animals in there and see what happens? Just <laughs> I would settle for him. Let's take Ken and Georgia and Tim and Bodie, like the eight top employees. Mm-hmm. You guys have to live in the Ark boat for a year. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> and you don't now, get to I, leave. I'd watch that reality show. <laughs> yeah. Hundo. Hundo. I would buy a subscription to whatever. That's Ken's right. That would be. And we'd, platform is. we'd sign up for answers.tv. <laughs> but don't sign up for answers.tv. This I is not an endorsement. No, no. So that's a great illustration of how we might have overestimated the number of animals just to show that even with that higher number, they can fit in the ark. Could be just one kind. Mm-hmm. Could be. Actually is, I think, the motto of Answers in Genesis. Answers in Genesis. Could be. <laughs> Maybe. If you say believe you can't in say it's impossible. Reality. <laughs> we're at the bow end of the ark. And we're on the first deck. Where are we and now? this is a cutaway model of the ark. How much know- cement do you think is in that model? <laughs> is it made of cement? And why isn't it floating in water? If they were fucking smart, Ooh, that, they should have done that. They should have had it in water to prove that it could float. It took <laughs> six months to build and quite a number of people involved in this and one main person. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that the cages and the jars look exactly like the ones that we have in the ark. You'll notice that the model that we built. <laughs> <laughs> the model to that represent we built. the ark that we built <laughs> has some tiny models that look like the larger versions of models that we put in the arc that we built. 
This is the standard of evidence that we're working with. That's fantastic. And this is meant to show how Noah could have actually loaded the ark because- Are you leaving these hats in? I hope you leave these hats in I so that people can see I the type <laughs> of shit that you do when you're drunk. <laughs> I hadn't so planned to leave. think I'm out of my mind. <laughs> so I moved Paul to Nova Scotia and he went to a levee, which for those who don't know what a levee is, on New Year's Day, we all start drinking at 11 a.m. and listen to music. And have a great time with all of our friends and everyone in the community. And we eat food and drink. So Paul did that yesterday and came home and decided that it would be a good idea to put New Year's hats on Tim and Ken. You can't see them, but I can. And they make no sense. <laughs> I feel like this is a plan that was orchestrated to make me look like I'm out of my mind. <laughs> right. This is a big gaslighting thing. And I'm like, Shannon, no one else sees hats. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is a very cleanly edited professional video, Shannon. I don't know why you're ruining this for everybody by talking about imaginary hats. I should take a screenshot of this. Yeah, no, I should. I should post this on Twitter and be like, just for the record, <laughs> everybody watches this video later. I'd also like to thank the people on Twitter who have been sending me cat pictures since I posted it. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't fucking even. I was so annoyed that I was like, send cats. And people on Twitter sent me pictures of cats and they're sustaining me right now. I think in the spirit of this, we should have really asked for only taxidermy cats to be posted. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, could you imagine? Do it. You fucking do it right now. Do it right now. See what happens. Oh no, I totally, I can gaslight you later on this. So <laughs> no, I got a picture. There's photographic evidence. I'm making sure you're in frame too. Take that. <laughs> Millions of people have come through this arc. So it has to be set up for guests to be able to walk through and we obey fire codes and all that. <laughs> Yet another thing. reason. This is. Yeah. You're going to be you got to obey the fire codes. This is why we couldn't make the arc really work. Yes. Because in reality, when there's regulation of any kind to keep right. people safe. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that shit. But back in Noah's day, they could pack thousands of cages. Paul, I don't think what you're understanding is that the tiny pots look the same as the larger pots. <laughs> oh, I see. And if, <laughs> if, and if the tiny pots they made look the same as the larger pots they made, then the Bible's real. Then could be. Yeah. This shows you how it could be. That's right. You mentioned that it took a long time for, we had one person working on it. You know, he was so dedicated to it when we were right before we were opening. What's happening here is Tim is telling a story of how it took one guy six months without ever going home or taking bathroom breaks <laughs> built to the model that they're standing in front of. And he's probably a volunteer. Took him six months. But yet the whole proper arc was somehow conceivably built by a family of eight. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a really good point. So it took six months for a guy to build a tiny version of this. Right. By himself. By himself. With access to all the modern technology. Correct. Available in the world. Yep. And probably financial backing. Yep. Had all of his, whatever he needed supplied to him. And also like demand. electricity to, so that he could work instead yep. of just when the sun Day is out. Day and night. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And that it took him six months to make this model. Yep. But eight people with none of that technology. Correct. Or those resources. Built the whole thing in, in a year. year. And like if they were really going to be accurate, why didn't they get eight people to build it? Because they weren't God-inspired Reg people. Regulations, Shannon. <laughs> regulations. Not as easy it. to get people to build an ark as it is to get them to fucking fly to England and hand out pieces <laughs> of paper. Pieces of shit. Here, can you fly across the ocean and throw this on the ground for me? This video. <laughs> this will be the first time in over six months that I've done anything except for the half arc model. I bet that guy who built this. That's a half arc. It's a half it arc. Six months to build oh, that's half right. Yeah, so it would have taken him a year to do the half full arc. Half an arc. He didn't even have to make that shit watertight. I promise you that won't float. That ain't floating. It doesn't even have any cement in it, and it still won't float. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
No won't float. Look how cruelly we can pack the animals in when no one's asking us to regulate them. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Fuck. And so if you're wondering if your favorite animal was on there, well, there's a list of every single one of them over there. If your favorite animal. Yeah, that's my problem. What about my favorite animal? <laughs> Where were the red pandas? <gasps> I fucking love those red pandas. I know, me too. They're so fucking cute. Yeah, but that's not my concern, though. No. <laughs> also, it's only three levels. I somehow thought it would be more than three stories high. It's just three stories, yeah. Interesting. I think that okay. is biblical, so yeah. Okay. That's fair, at least. At least. They didn't arcterpret. Right. <laughs> artistic. Right. They didn't artistic the height of it, so. They didn't. There you go. Yeah, they, they didn't just make artist, it. A- they just artistic naming bitches. <laughs> oh, That's God. a bridge too far. Yep. Ken's basically a feminist. <laughs> he basically. really is. He's essentially a feminist. He's a third wave feminist the way I see it. He was just naming bitches left and right. <laughs> Just giving them names. Even with a worst case scenario figure, 1,398 animal clients, you could fit all the animals needed on the ark. That's right. That's the worst case scenario. Okay, one second. One second. All right, we're going to math now. You're just going to have to wait. Get out a spreadsheet. Uh, I might. There are 8.7 million species of animal on Earth. Right. So in 6,000 years. Yeah, so divide that number by 6,000. 1,450. So divide that by 365. 3.97. So that means that every single day since the flood. Four new species. Four new species every single day. Every day. Every day. So in, in, 2023, in 2023 so far, there should have been eight new species. So how many new, like, when do they think species stop just popping up? Because there's 8.7 million. Right. Let's do, how much, till, how much until Jesus was born? Let's just say that they'll say when Jesus was born was when species so that would be stopped. that would be like 2,000 years of it. Oh, that's not helpful. That means that there was a 11.885245999016 species. So 12 yeah, so species a day. Every day a you wake day. up. Yeah, every day you wake up and there's a dust. Hey, there were no zebras yesterday, but now we got zebras. zebras. Neat. <laughs> that's fucking bananas. Like that's <laughs> like how can anybody look at the math and think to themselves, yeah, checks out. Yep. Yep. And would have had to have happened at that pace. And then suddenly just went. Exactly. Just stopped. Stopped for no reason. Just for no reason. They never talk about it, but the hyper evolution that they have to accept is so far beyond the changes that we're talking about with. Oh, no, it's happened over billions of years like that. They already say it could even happen in billions of years. But no, we're 11 species a day. The transition. Now, as we're walking up the first (laughs) ramp to the second deck. Don't miss what's on the left-hand side. As you look down, what do we see down here, Tim? All the way up here, there are all sorts of props. Yeah, so we've got different tools or or simple machines that Noah and his family might have used to help them in what they were doing. So this one is actually a rope maker. It's functional. metallurgy. (laughs) Yep. If Noah's family could file patents, they were... That's amazing that they had this degree of ability and access to all of these alloys too, right? Like they were able to melt and form and create molds for yeah they were smelting things were able to acquire they were rich enough to acquire enough iron and smart enough and capable enough and had access to the manufacturing equipment to create this type of mechanation that's good for them i can see why god chose them because wow (laughs) wow they are the elon musk of their day (laughs) (laughs) like seriously six thousand years ago so Noah was in and around the Middle East, 
just a non-descript family, just like a, a normal family, like well, they were the peasant only, they class, were, They right? were the only they nice ones. Upper. Everyone else was sinning. They were one of the nice ones. And if everybody yeah. else was sinning and profiting off of sin because yeah. capitalism is bad, turns out. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably didn't have access to a huge amount of money. The idea that they would have the ability to acquire all of this, not just wood, but alloy. Like they would be able to get this volume of metal and not only get this volume of metal somehow in a year, mm-hmm. but be able to smelt it and create the molds required and have the blacksmithing technology and expertise required to create all of these elaborate systems. I mean, impressive. I it can see impressive. why did they were they counterfeiting money? Is counterfeiting money not a sin? <laughs> no, no, because Ray Comfort already showed us that that's not, because clearly he's <laughs> <laughs> Neither is littering (laughs) (laughs) or exploitation. (laughs) Again, I think they should have just leaned into the magic. It's like it didn't matter how crappy Noah made this boat. God can make it float. Like they should have just leaned into that. They will absolutely never do that because their entire shtick is that science backs this up. I understand that they're thinking that they're proving a point because this is archaic technology, right? But the fact of the matter is, if this was the type of technology that somebody of that time, who was also the person who was building this boat, had access to, the idea that they wouldn't have incorporated this type of technology into the boat building because God specifically said, you need to build a boat based on these criteria. It's like you didn't have to go hug that tree and make <laughs> You didn't have to get that deadwood tree that everybody hugged to see how big it was. Like You could have actually utilized it. You could have Increase your available space by using a material that takes less space and is stronger, taking up less space like a metal. Because they had access to metal. Why isn't the like the pillar system internally utilizing right. metal? Why aren't the cages made of metal? Like they had metal. You're saying they had metal <laughs> right now. Yeah. But you're saying they used it in the stupidest way possible. Like God wanted these people to survive. And it wasn't magic. It wasn't magic. Absolutely was not magic. It was ingenuity. And they were smart enough to build all of these things to make rope out of metal, but weren't smart enough to recognize that metal was something that you could reinforce structures with, even though they were apparently very elaborately competent blacksmiths who were capable and competent in metallurgy. But they didn't recognize that, but they could use it to make rope. That's like, right. get the fuck out of town. This is where they double dip and they, are, they use their double standard and they have their cake and eat it too. Mm. So they will use archaeology and say, oh, look. 5,000 years ago, we have archaeology that shows they had this kind of rope-making technology, blah, blah, blah. Of course they did. But what but they won't do is like when we say, oh, look, archaeology shows that 15,000 years ago they had X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. they're like, that's imaginary time. That's so stupid. That doesn't, because- e- that doesn't even exist. I also want to point out now that there are a flood of, if you look at my thread on Twitter, there's a flood of taxidermy cats now on Twitter. I, God damn it. That was a mistake. I'm not going to look at that because I wanted real cats. All right. We can, you can, your thread. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I can't even have solace in Twitter because of the sad joke. (laughs) (laughs) That ass that I was anticipating. (laughs) That's right. And a lot of times because they're looking up here, which we don't want to take that away too. I mean, make sure you're looking at this. You get to see the structure. When you're in the ramp, that's one of the best places to do that. This is one of the places, Shadow, where you can look up. Muppets in Space reference? No. People are really missing out if they're not following our drunken tweets about this, <laughs> understanding what it's about. The OG fans, the fudge people, That's right. they will know this time of year. You got to watch our Twitter because 
both of us are going to get drunk and tweet random shit that's related. <laughs> that's right. So if you're hearing this, if you're hearing this part of the video, that means I have between when we recorded and when he posted it been sober enough to make fudge shirts because I've always meant to do fudge shirts. So if you're hearing this, click in the description and you can you yourself can get a fudge shirt. Fudge. Fudge. Great. Right, the best drinking game ever made. That's the best young earth creation. We're now on the second day and as we're walking along right, are we ready? bathroom. We come across the restrooms. Now there are restrooms on each deck, first deck, second deck, third deck. Why would we stop at the restrooms? Well, first of all, we have male and female restrooms. Oh you motherfucking fucking fuck fuck fucker! Is he going to use this opportunity to be a transphobe? He is, is that what's about to happen? He can fuck off into the sun. Like, honest to God. Like, what? Why? Just Why? We, made, we, we made a promo video for our attraction for you to come see in Kentucky. But we but want in to the make middle sure of that it. you know we're still transphobic. Yep. It's just very important to us. <laughs> That's right. That you know we're still transphobes. Let's interject that here. Sons of bitches. It's a trash humans who are taking an opportunity that isn't even necessary. Like they can nope. just continue on their anti-science propaganda journey and not say shit, but they wanted to make sure they took a moment to be transphobic. Uh, because we believe in two genders, right, Tim? That's right. God made them male and female. Uh, exactly. Genesis one twenty-seven. God made you guys shitty people. God made you shitty people, male and male. Shitty, shitty people. Like trash, trash goblins. Like why, what do trans people ever do to these assholes? Nothing exists on earth in their periphery. Yeah. What rights? What? what? And also, what better way to say you are you trans people are not welcome here. I doubt that there's trans people clamoring to go. Like, I <laughs> Probably not. But the restrooms are actually in a tower. In fact, there are three towers that the Ark is anchored to. And you put all those towers together, they about the size of a 200 room hotel. Not only do they house the restrooms and sort of keep them out of the ark itself. Yes, that's right. We they should let everybody shit in the small animal cages so that they can prove right. that they work. And on the different levels, apple. he specifically mentioned it's on level one, level two, yep. level three. You should just let that roll down. For science, <laughs> then, I should really be able to drop a load wherever I yep. want in that ark. Like, also, if I walked in there, like, what's their test for whether or not I'm trans? What's the, what's their barrier of entry? What is it? Do you think? Yeah, are they? You want your flash the genitals? They want you to have a DNA test that shows no, it's presentation. Chromosomes. They're not going to stop yeah. a passing person from going in. They're absolutely not going to stop a passing person, a binary passing person. They from will going not. In either. You're correct. They're not. No, because their barrier for entry is passing as the socially accepted aesthetic presentation of the gender they've assigned to that bathroom. So I really hope I. I like, I'm, and I'm certain trans people have probably used the bathroom that they deserve to be able to use. I don't know mm -hmm. why they would give him money and go in a stupid fucking <laughs> non-boat. But th this is such performative transphobia just for the sake of saying that they're transphobes. Right. That's all this is. It's just, hey, just in case you were wondering, people that we're pandering to who are transphobic that we would like to give us money. We are absolutely transphobes. Totally, we are. Yeah, we just took this brief moment in time to let you know we're transphobic because God knows that what Jesus wanted was for marginalized people to be absolutely relegated to the outskirts of society and not supported at all and attacked whenever you have any arbitrary opportunity to do so. God, like, I, he's the worst person. He is the worst person. Like he he's taking a little bigotry break right now. <laughs> yep.
He absolutely is. He's like, we didn't need to be bigots today. No. We were talking about something entirely fucking yep. different than this. <clears throat> but if I have the opportunity, it's very important to me that I make sure you know I'm a bigot. Yep. That these fucking bitches are the ones who act like they're victims because Christianity is people who are Christian are being victimized for their beliefs. Are you fucking serious right now? Like, are you fucking serious right now? When you take a bigotry break on your enormous platform where you can get millions of dollars just fucking given to you so you can put your claymation fucking <laughs> Lego building yeah. in a different building. Yeah. You're, you're the victims here because sometimes people want to pee. Yep. And you don't like it. Get the fuck out of town. Get out of town. Like, I fucking hate them. Like, they're bad people. They're bad people. Bad people. If you give them money, you're a bigot. You're a bigot. You're a bad person and you're a bigot. If you give them money, bigot, own it. Just own your bigotry. Just say it. Say, I'm a bigot and I'm giving these people money because I like the fact that they propagate bad, reprehensible, disgusting narratives about people that I don't like. And I like that. I like it. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel superior because I'm a bigot, you bigot. Fucking bigots. Answers News has shifted from stories about anti-evolution to the anti-LGBTQ commentary because perception about evolution doesn't open people's wallets up as much as... polarize them. They're not as afraid of it. Yep. This part of the video where he talks about the bathrooms is oddly enough the one that is most likely to get him donations and most likely to get him visitors to his park. All, it's You're, all about money. That's exactly... It's all about money, you stupid idiots. Everything he does is about getting your money and you fucking lap it up at the detriment of other people. Good Christians. Good job. Good job, Christians. Being great Christians. That's what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? He would make sure that every marginalized community felt even more marginalized and attacked and was miserable. That's what Jesus would do. Absolutely. And he would give money to people like this guy who's got more than enough money, camel through the eye of a needle and all that. Fucking Jesus. Read a Bible. Good. Read what Jesus said then. He said some good shit. I don't think he's God, but he said some good shit and most of it wouldn't support this asshole. Whatever the fuck he's trying to do. Although I said fuck, so I must be a worse person, right? Because God knows that swearing is worse than marginalizing people. Anyway, what do the bathrooms look like? <laughs> when you go to the zoo afterwards, if you look back at the ark, you can see those three towers and how massive they are. And that's why when people say to me, would the ark float? I say, no. What's <laughs> the answer? The answer is just no, because it's made of cement and it's attached to a building and it's on pillars. Not this one, because there are massive holes in the side where the towers are connected. Right. <laughs> building codes again. Building codes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you built this according to the Bible, no one would last here even an hour. Because so. it's a <laughs> government. It's weird, right? Man, yeah. man, man. God's word, though. I wonder what the reason is that the government doesn't adhere to God's word. Right. When it comes to building codes. You would think that, that would have been the perfect one because people had to survive in it with every animal on earth for a year. You think that would have been the perfect building code? Guess not. Huh? Guess you know, not! A lot of the city councils are pushing to have everyone who's menstruating live outside of the city for a few weeks. My fuck, I wish I could live outside of the city right now. Like, I, I wish that I lived outside of this house right now. Mm. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right, I'm in trouble, folks. You're not in trouble. I knew he was a transphobic piece of shit. That's why I invented the Church of Sexual Humanism. That's why I funded a scholarship. Just right. send an LGBT person to university in Kentucky in this bitch's name. Because I know he's a transphobic, homophobic, bigot-ass 
bitch who uses his bigotry to fund his ministry, yep. as most of them do. Part of the reason why I started this the way I started this is because I know people come to me and say, well, who is Ken Ham really affecting? Who really believes in this? Does it matter? And I wanted to start with this to show, look, he's talking about how he's affecting 30 million people at a time. And in two weeks, he raised $20 million for a building for a stupid model. This is not a man who has no influence. I know that so many people can say, Ken Ham, his ideas are silly. So they're so silly. Why are we wasting our time? This man is reaching people, a lot of people. That's what annoys me is that so many people say that this is low-hanging fruit, right? That why should you pay attention to this? It's so clearly and obviously wrong on its face. Why are you wasting your time? Which is an easy thing to say if you perceive this endeavor as being one that's purely about intellectual superiority. If it's purely about demonstrating that we are the smarter ones as atheists or whatever, which is not a laudable endeavor. It's not an endeavor that I'm interested in. The reason that I do this and you do this and a lot of people do this is because it has a direct impact on people. And if that's what you care about, if, that, if that's what you're motivated by, if what your goals are is to make sure that people are okay and that we're taking care of people, then this is the type of person that you should pay attention to. He raises millions of dollars in a finger snap. Like that, that is influence. That is influence exactly. that impacts people. And then he takes a bigotry break. So he's got that degree of influence. And if you care about that, you should want to counter it. It doesn't matter how silly and trivial you think his ideas are. His impact should be what matters, what he is doing, what his cultural impact is, what his societal impact is, what his legitimate, actual, quantifiable impact is should matter to you if this isn't purely an endeavor of demonstrating your intellectual superiority, which is not a goal that any type of person should really have if they give a shit about other people. That should not be your end game. Exactly. It annoys me when people say that, like, oh, I'm bored by young earth creationism. Good for you. There's people that aren't. And they're helping craft legislations. They're helping mold culture. Like, just because you've moved past it doesn't mean that other people did. And you're just going to give up? You're just going to stop? It's silly because it goes beyond that also. Trivially foolish to me and super self-centered. As you walk through the pre-flood exhibit, you'll see three really exquisite dioramas. <laughs> I didn't realize the dinosaur gladiator arena was that tiny. It's Every so- picture I've seen of it made it seem like it was life-size, but it's it's not, evidently. Nope. It's a, a high school diorama project. <laughs> it's it's diorama-rama. Well, I wanted people to look at something here. Look at Tim, okay? And then you see this one here. It looks just like him because yeah. Tim modeled for this sculpture. That's right. This is old news. We've talked about this before, I think, in a Hammy New Year. Oh, many. This is probably the least secret. <laughs> <laughs> secret. Yeah, because if these are supposed to be the hidden gems, this was not hidden. Um, and it's important for mums and dads. Whoa, to- is that Tim Tim? Yeah, I don't know which employee that is, <laughs> but I'd like to meet them. Maybe. <laughs> That's a lot. It's lots to take in. Poor bastard. Trying to their children what the world was like. There's a fine line to walk, and it's, yeah. it's really hard to figure out, did we go too far, did we not go far enough? And, and you get complaints from both sides. Oh, you should have made it a lot worse because the world was a lot worse. Worshipping E.T. and fighting dinosaurs was the epitome of the worst thing humanity ever did. <laughs> Each member of Noah's family is represented once per floor. So we saw them all at the prayer scene on the first deck. And in this deck, it's a little harder to find them. Uh, but you can see Shem's wife up there on, on this mezzanine or this catwalk. What's her name? 
That's so funny because he made it such Say a big deal while I gave him names. That was just Shem's <laughs> wife. Right? Now it's just Shem's wife. Yeah. I thought you named these bitches, Tim. <laughs> Say her name. There are some animals you may have never heard of before because our artists and sculptors wanted to represent some of the extinct animals that we're not familiar with. So you're going to see some very unique creatures. That's right. Those that have gone extinct oh. since the time of the flood that would have been on the earth. Extinct. Arc. Yeah. But after that was clearly some sort of giraffe kind. Right. Which uh, I guess has its own kind because they need to explain the next away. Answers to Genesis ex- accepts the giraffes and like gazelles and some of the other animals oh. do have common ancestors. So again, according to Answers to Genesis, giraffe necks quickly evolved in the 2000 years. Got you. We, well, we've already done the math on that. So. Yeah, the rate you and I calculated doesn't actually even account for species that went extinct. Oh God, that's true. Because I just went for how many species existed on Earth today. Right. These are existing. So however many multipliers we would need to apply for the species that didn't make it. Extinct. The dodo bird. Right. Right. So they didn't 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 get counted, even though there would have been not only the dodo birds that we're familiar with, but also like other variations of the dodo bird. Yeah. Up to the point. Yeah. Holy cow, like, yeah, we're talking like every day, just hundreds of new creatures. Now, as you walk along the second deck towards the bow, and there are many themed exhibits, and it's easy just to look at them and say, wow, that's fantastic, and move on to the next one. It's not easy to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to bet. (laughs) That seems, that sounds incredibly difficult to me. Yeah. That's fantastic. Degree of difficulty, impossible. It's so easy to be like, this is fantastic. I don't think it is. Yeah. Have you seen our mannequins? They look like Tim. Fantastic. <laughs> Have you looked up and seen our shit slats? <laughs> <laughs> our shit slats are next level. Far none. You will never find a ship with shit slats like our shit slats. That's right. If you ask him all of the different questions, he'll point out, point out some of the things, but not everything. So, for example, we've got a globe here that shows one continent, which is what we believe there was prior to the flood. flood. And yeah. you'll see that represented in the maps. In the next- fucking page. So we talked about the speciation numbers. What I love to think about is the, the hypercontinent splits that they hypothesized happened yeah the intense tectonic activity that in one year that they went from pangea to the current layout i did a video on this at one point and the math was the continents were moving at roughly two meters a second but they'd have to and uh, absolutely have to could you imagine yeah and that's just that's crazy speeds for whole continents to be like the kind of heat that that would throw off if only they were able to use the metallurgy to reinforce that fucking boat Yeah, it's exhibited well. Um, so we've got different scrolls here. In fact, he's writing something right now. That after the Tower of Babel, no one will understand. <laughs> exactly. What language is he writing in, bro? What language? So we've got different props that are here. Of course, you see the dove and the raven, which will come into play later on in the in the narrative. Uh, some of the cages and scrolls that you see throughout. So a lot of different props here. You got Noah's wife back here as well. Unnamed bitch number three. Who could read? Good for her. Someone taught her how to read. Unless they just think that she appreciates the look of paper and yeah. they wanted to represent that. But she didn't write anything. And even if she could, nobody could have read it because Tower of Babel. I mean, even if she did, who, who been, was going to recount it? Because eh, it would have been recipes anyway. She was so. some bitch. She was some nameless bitch. It, was, it would be recipes. Exactly. It would be just like instructions on how to clean shit out of shit fountain staples that you make where animals just oh, shit, shit fountain, fountain on each other. There's a phrase that I can't unhear anymore. <laughs> Not my fault. Blame Ken. Yeah, so over here, we've got the wooden figures that are detailing the account of Adam and Eve and, and of course, the forbidden fruit that they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. Hey, what picture of our ancestors should we take? Well, you should definitely take the picture of them doing the most deplorable thing that's oh, ever happened. The worst one. The one that led to this. <laughs> the entire reason our whole family is just shoveling animal shit 
<laughs> out of the animal shit waterfalls is this picture that was very detailed this very detailed sculpture that we made out of wood even though we had access to metallurgy and we use that for the sole purpose of just building that one rope our, our story that we've got our backstory of noah has him as a woodworker you know a carpenter or shipbuilder from a young age and that's just a little further down the who was noah exhibit that's right that gives you a little bit of a back the backstory of how he could have acquired the skills he had so actually backstory wait how do they know what his backstory is? Tim wrote a series of three novels telling us about the backstory. So, so Tim wrote some fucking fan fiction. He did. About based on nothing. Based on nothing. Doesn't contradict the Bible, but isn't based on the Bible. Correct. About how Noah could have acquired these skills. Whatever, whatever the maximum artistic license warning alert is, that's, that's what you apply heretical. to. Mm. That is heretical. God's message in the Bible stands on its own. It doesn't need any additions. And it does not need any interpretation. And if he is introducing that, that's heresy. Deuteronomy 12, 32, everything, I, everything that I command to you, you should be careful to do. You shall not add to it or take away from it. Oh, that's rough, Tim. There are groups of Christians who totally think that the earth is only 6,000 years old, but that Ken's gone too far. Yeah, Ken has gone too far. Yeah. And the reason Ken's gone too far... It's because he wants people to give him money. Mm. That would be a difficult road to help. That's right. Uh, on that yeah, so if you've got a kid who really likes puzzles and everything, they can interpret everything. In fact, what you see right here, there's a creature called uh, Thylacus Milus. It's got oh. some fangs that kind of look like a, a... So it's like, I know people call it the incest and genocide park, but it's absolutely the heresy and capitalism park. Like, I don't know why Christians want to come here. They're totally exploiting you for your money. And you're just showing up, drooling on yourself. It's, and I'm sorry that you do, but that's pathetic. Like, it's right in front of you. And if you can't see it, oh my fucking God, it's right in front of you. That saber-toothed cat is not one. But here there's some writing in a different color and it's written at a different angle. If you translate it, it says, watch out for sharp claws. And the reason for that is in the story that I wrote, not the biblical that, account. That I wrote, not the biblical account. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, entire point of this park is to demonstrate that Noah's Ark is biblically accurate. If you come to this specific feature of this park, the only way that you will even like fully appreciate it is if you read my heretical biblical fan fiction that I wrote in order to make this boat make sense. Anyway, we're giving away chick tracts in England <laughs> and we would super like it if you would throw money at us so that we can build a room to hold our plasticine model of Jerusalem because we're the best Christians. Thanks a bunch. Wow. Like, how do you say that with a straight face? Would you? Would you, Paul? Would you? Would I what? Well, as a Christian, would you have? No, I would have had a problem with most of this, yeah. And they get millions of dollars from the Christians. Why do I know more about this shit than the Christians? Could you even? Like, nope. Yeah, a lot of people wonder what Noah did before the flood. Well, what if he was already a shipbuilder? And a lot of people don't think about it that way. So that was the backstory we presented for it's Noah heresy. in this exhibit called Who Was Noah? Welcome to the Heresy Museum and the Heresy Encounter and the Tower of Heresy. All of this is heresy. We're in a big exhibit at the bow end of the ark on the third deck. It's called Searching for Truth, but there's a special video in here. And I call it the Bean video. Nope, that's what we call it, the Bean <laughs> not, video. Not Mr. Bean. No. no, no. It, <laughs> it, it actually stars Mr. Chafee wow. as right. Mr. Tim. I've actually covered that video before on my channel. And it was very similar to the Michael Brown video recently was done. Yeah. Which is 
basically, we have all these manuscripts, therefore what is written in the Bible was well-preserved. And again, as I always say, generally, we atheists aren't saying that it's not well-preserved. We're saying it was made up to begin with. So. Can I say, and I know nobody who's watching this is going to maybe necessarily invest in my opinion, but your video to and your response to Michael Brown were my two favorite videos that you did this year. Oh, thank you so much. By miles. Like that's the type of stuff I like as a fan of Polygia. That's the stuff I like seeing from you. And I recognize that not everybody has the same sort of aspirations from you because you've diversified yourself so much and like you hit so many different audiences. But this is a fair thing in a New Year's video. Mm. If I could ask people to watch one video that you made in the past year, it would be the response okay. to Michael Brown. And what's his face? Jonathan McClatchy. Jonathan McClatchy. Oh my gosh, isn't that awful? Because initially I watched his video and I was not charitable. When he did the response on Eric's channel. Mm. Yep. I, like, I was reactive and not charitable. And I heard him say something about him not watching your video before he said something. And I reacted immediately because for all intents and purposes, you're basically my spouse, right? Like we live in the same house. We share a life. And I reacted viscerally. And mm -hmm. I was wrong. He meant that he hadn't watched one of the initial videos, not the one that he was responding to. So I deleted my comment and I apologized to him because that's the right thing to do, right? Jonathan's not a bad person. Eric is not a bad person. And I don't think Michael Brown is a bad person either. And that's the type of dialogue that should be facilitated. And if anything, like my behavior in that situation, being that reactive, I felt like didn't facilitate that type of conversation. And that's something I should own. Because I was being emotionally and immediately reactive instead of taking a minute to try to fully absorb and understand the context. Like I was just already annoyed because I adore you and love you and am protective of you and was rife to be reactive as a result of that. And that's a lesson to learn is that I shouldn't always be like that. Because I will miss context. And I did in this instance. That's why I don't ever record my first reactions. I take my dog out for a walk and yell at the air. Right. And what, which I didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> like, I had just made sure. And this is such a lesson for everybody. That what I heard up to that point was what I heard. And it was. But if I had continued, I would have realized I was wrong. And it took Jonathan to message me charitably. Mm. He did not need to be charitable with me but he was absolutely charitable with me and i appreciate that he could have been like hey bitch why are you such an asshole but he was instead he said i don't want anybody to think that i'm that i didn't listen to what paul was saying to me because i absolutely did if there was a misunderstanding i'm really sorry can you let me know where it came from and that and, and it's sad that it took that i should have done it initially this is on me it's a hundred percent a shannon problem is on me. It's sad that it took that for me to go back and listen and be like, you know what, Jonathan, you're right. Like if I listen more charitably and less reactively, you're right. I hadn't, I hadn't heard any of that story. Yeah. No, you're hearing it just now. Like, no. and I deleted the comment <laughs> on Eric Manning's video because he was absolutely right. He was a hundred percent right. I was just being emotionally reactive. How we react to being wrong is much more important than being right. Even if we think our opponents are still wrong about the point. Right. We acknowledge our faults, and that was a huge fault on my part. Well, thank, you for, thank you for being a good example for all of us on that. That's great. All right, we're almost at the end here. Let's see if we can get 
fucking God. So what'd you do with all the coffee beans after you filmed that? I wanted to reuse them, but those AV guys stuck their hands in them and started to redo it. Oh, so okay. they, they ruined it. So uh, they actually put them in bags and then we, some churches used them, you know, out in the... Oh my God. Wait, 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 <gasps> he, wait. Did he just say I wanted to use them, some, but some AV guys put their hands in them. So we sent them to churches? Yeah. So uh, let me just save you from repeating. <laughs> let me, hold they on. They were good enough for me because they had <sighs> peasants touching them. So we sent them to churches. Well, just Wait. let's. Let, no, no, but Chad, let, so let me save you from doing another Jonathan level mistake here. Let me play okay. one more sentence. Because I could. Cause let, I, me play, let me play one more sentence and see how you feel. Okay. Not to not make to, coffee not to drink. for elements. Okay. Just to, so not to, Ken Hamden, not to drink. They use them for visual elements in art. Okay. All right. So they've reused the coffee beans for their, they poured them out on their stage to yes. demonstrate this. So they're just, wa- so everybody's just wasting the coffee beans because people have touched them. Right. But at least fresh beans weren't being wasted each time. Okay. You know what? Good evidence. Good example. Because I was just about to yeah. make the same mistake. I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You were like, people touch them. So I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't allow them to be imbibed by me. However, the Churches. peasants at the local church require a coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard. Okay. All right. And you weren't, you weren't wrong, but one more sentence clears it was up. A, it was a faulty assumption no. based on not. We've all, this is an object lesson in how sometimes Shannon just goes, what the fuck? (laughs) Thank you for joining me on this exclusive look at some interesting behind the scenes features at the Ark Encounter. We need money! (laughs) Am I a prophet? I like a... We need money, please. I know it's not true, but we still need money from you. Oh, it's my song I just wrote. I like it. (laughs) Is it right? Am I a prophet? More than anyone I know, Ken labels his own stories interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me for these interesting details I just gave you. All right. <laughs> I mean, when you have a bottle of wine, seven coolers is at least remotely interesting. Mm-hmm. I th- some of it was interesting. I all liked right, it when he hugged that pole. <laughs> let's see. Let, let's just... I liked it when they all of a sudden had metal that they didn't have anywhere else. <laughs> I thought it was interesting to explain why that was the case. There's interesting things about it. I think it's interesting that oh, I'm drunk enough that my accent's evidently just like done. We're done. We're just talking <laughs> in well, my accent now. Let's give him his last 20 seconds. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, do you want money? Be sure to check out our things to do and events sections on the Ark Encounters no, website. Fuck you. I will not. We're looking forward to your visit. Blah, blah, blah. All right. That was it. All right. Now we're Was done. that it? Was that, I just, he just wanted me to know. I guess so. Apparently, he check needed out to his things to do. I will not. I'm like, I suggest others don't also. We're a business that exists in 2022, and we have a website. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know <laughs> that I'm a piece of shit that wants all your money? Mm. Did you? Were you aware? Happy well, New Year! Happy right, well, New Hammy, Year! For those of you who <laughs> stuck with us to the end, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you're still here. That sucks. <laughs> well. Thank you. For being so resilient. That's I appreciate right. Maybe we were entertaining. I know I wasn't. Maybe you were. Maybe you'll interject things that are I'm get, That to. seems unlikely, but we'll, we'll go with it. This All is right. our sixth year. Sixth year. Here's, and here's to hopefully Ken does something cool around New Year's next year. Ken doesn't do cool shit. All so right. don't hold your hopes out. Okay. Be a patron. <laughs> Until next time. Later. Elevate the discourse. Bitches. Don't name your bitches, though. That's not biblical.